Welcome to Grace River Church, located in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Our mission is to see every generation experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives. We hope you enjoy today's message. The, the whole idea of having 2020 vision for the rest of your life, it, it's really silliness without prayer. It's, it's fantasy. It, it's not even reality without prayer. Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is God's plans that prevail. So we can talk about your plans all day long, but what's God saying? And here's what I found out about prayer. Uh, I've talked to so many people, and go ahead and put up uh, the Lord's Prayer out of Matthew 6. I want us to read that in just a moment. I've talked to so many people, and I've, I've experienced this myself many, many times. You know, you really start praying, you go through a season of prayer and fasting, and, and you you begin praying and seeking God, and then you come under this spiritual attack. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But let me, let me tell you what that really is. The enemies never stopped attacking. Paul says we do not battle against flesh and blood, but, but there's a spiritual warfare. It's that when you start praying, you become more keenly aware of what's going on around you. Now here, here's where the attack really hits me. Maybe not you, but here it really hits me. I become more keenly aware about what needs to change in me. Those things that I don't want to change. Lord, Lord, you've not messed with this for years. You've not prayed for years. Lord, you've not, you've not even got near there in a long time. Because, John, you've not been with me in a long time. Hello? So, so as we read through this prayer, let's get it up there. Is it on the back screen too? Um, let's just say this together like we have every week. I, I want you really to speak it out for me. Ready? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're working toward all of us having that memorized. But here's a little part today that I want us to focus on. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. I'm going to move through this a little quicker than I anticipated. But here's the bottom line. God wants to talk to you every day. When we talk about giving us this day, and we mentioned this last week, God wants us to ask. Many of us as Christians, we have a problem with that because the gospel has been twisted by so many people in so many different ways that, that to, for us to ask for God makes us feel selfish. For us to ask something, but you don't understand, the Bible is replete with examples, and we read them all last week, of Jesus saying, ask, ask, ask. Why? Because a father wants you to ask. A father loves it when his kids come up to him and they believe that he can answer their question. I was talking to somebody last night, and he just loves it when their son runs up and says, Daddy, 
I want that. Okay, well, we'll see. He loves it because he knows that that child believes that his daddy can get it. Now, here's the problem that we have. The older our kids get, they realize that their daddy is human. But that's why we have a heavenly father. And that's what Jesus is trying to get us to focus on. He says, when you pray, say, our father, who art in heaven, not your earthly father, our father who art in heaven, hallowed, sanctified, set apart, you are different, you are God. Your name is above every name. Let your kingdom come and your will be done. And we talked about this last week. I can't expect God to bless my kingdom. But I do know one thing. When I'm in his kingdom and I'm moving down his kingdom paths and I'm seeking his face and he's guiding and he's directing, if we come up against any giant, any challenge, any issue in our life, it's amazing how our God has the capacity to answer that prayer the challenge is we become afraid to ask we, we don't really believe or we feel selfish uh, the, the, two, two simple things this morning God wants to, uh, us to ask for natural things what do we mean by that it's okay to ask God I need a new car my car's broken down all the time and I, I, I don't have transportation now see that's been twisted in the past because somebody turns it into a name it and claim it. Lord, I want a car. I want a Mercedes, a red Mercedes. You know, I'm not talking about being stupid. And I just messed some of you up. But look, I love you and I'm saying this lovely. Grow up. This isn't about red Mercedes. This is about believing God can meet your needs according to his riches and glory. And he wants you to ask for the house, ask for the car. Every one of you have kids in here. If you have a child, ask. Lord, bless this child today. Lord, move in this child's life today. Father, do something in this child's life today. Now, why is this important? In Exodus, the 16th chapter, and, and don't even, you don't even have to put those up there. Exodus, the 16th chapter. I'm just going to paraphrase through these because I want us to pray in just a moment. He, he references back to when Moses was with the children of Israel. And God came to Moses and said, listen, I'm going to send bread from heaven, and you tell them to go out every morning and gather the bread, gather the food, but only gather enough for them and their family. He said, but on the sixth day, gather twice as much, because you're not going to do anything on the seventh day. I will test them, he says. And what's the deal there? He wants you to trust him every day. Now, if you don't know the story very quickly, he did. He poured down manna, bread from heaven. And when the Israelites saw it, they, they're the ones that named it manna. And manna means, what is it? What is this? Most of us just think manna means bread. Manna doesn't mean bread. God sent down bread. But manna is what they called it. And they went out and gathered because they, if they had a family of four, they went out and got enough for four and no more. 
If they had a family of 10, they would go out and get a, enough for 10. And the Bible says that just if you had 10, you always had enough for 10. If you had four and you got enough, that, that was plenty. But on the sixth day, they got twice as much because on the seventh day, God wanted them to rest. Because God was trying to prove to them that he could do more with them only working six days a week than they could working seven. And, and in this story, if you go on and read, any time that somebody would say, well, you know, I might want a little bit extra just to make it through the night. Anybody a night eater? So they'd get a little bit extra. But when they got the extra, the Bible says that by the next day it had worms in it and mildewed and had gone rotten. But now on the sixth day, when they gathered up twice as much, they found themselves having plenty and it was not rotten the next day what does that mean God was saying you need to trust me with all the natural things in your life with the food have you also noticed that God wired us to need things daily I need to eat every day sometimes many times you know we talk about three square meals I like six round meals a day. Now, now what does this mean? That God has wired us for daily provision. God has wired you for daily rest. God has wired you. Do we have the capacity to say, I've got this? Yeah. All God is saying, listen, the reason he calls it a test in Exodus is because he's making sure you understand he's the provider. When you look at all the names of God in the Old Testament, Jehovah Zitkanu, our righteousness. He, he gives us righteousness through Jesus Christ. Jehovah Rapha is our healer. He heals us through Jesus Christ. But there's one phrase, Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. He will meet every need that you have. Now, for those of you who are saying, yeah, but come on, Pastor. You know, I can't just not work. I didn't say that. He told the children of Israel, you're going to have to get up off of your gluteus maximus and go gather you'll have to gather that means you need to work there's no sitting around by faith I believe God's gonna meet my needs no by faith your daily prayer can be God I need a job today um, not not Lord um, what you know what's going on I'm holding out for a management position no this isn't about not planning this isn't anything it's trusting God for daily provision is, am I making sense it's trusting God for right now and first of all you have to believe that God is here right now that God is right now but it's trusting God with everything I have it, it's, it'll change the way you pray when you're in his kingdom and you start saying Lord give me today Lord touch my children today Lord touch my family today it makes you responsible, men, for saying, you know what, God, you bless me, Lord, now give me today. And I know there are things down the road that we, that we all worry about. Listen, the, he goes on, and, and listen, Dr. Bucci's doing an incredible study upstairs on the Sermon on the Mount. It, I'm probably messing it all up, so you're going to have to go to that class on Sunday mornings. Beat it all straight. 
Jesus goes on to say, listen, seek ye first the kingdom of God. All the stuff that you worry about, you're worrying on, on for no reason at all. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. What needs to happen today? Can I just be really sincere, but it's going to be painful for a second? Lord, I want to raise. Instead of praying for a raise, say, Lord, today, help me to be the best employee in the building. And then the next day, Lord, help me to be the best employee in the building. You know what's going to happen after about a month? Somebody's going to say, you know, he's the best employee in the building. We need to promote him. Forget the raise, you get a promotion. Now, I'm saying that because we spend a lot of our time, can I just get real for a second? Lord, give me that raise, give me that promotion. I deserve it, but nothing changes from day to day. Our work ethic doesn't change, our goals don't change, our attitude doesn't change, and we get ticked off that somebody else gets the promotion. What would happen if you just said, Lord, I trust you for today? They're giving out promotions, but God, I may not be here in six weeks. I want to serve you today. This message could easily transition over into stewardship real quick. I want to serve you today, Lord. Because it goes on in, in Exodus, in that same chapter, and he talks about the fact that when the manna came, and when the people of Israel began to go out and get that manna, there was always enough. There was always enough. There was always enough. I wonder what it would look like if, in our personal lives if we said, God, for our schools, for our children, for our, our lives, for our businesses, for our families, for everything, we trust you, Jehovah Jireh, today. Today. He's the God that is our source. Some, some of us just need to really settle in on that for just a second and just say, God is my source. Because if God's not your source, you will make something else your source. And, and you'll start to believe, my job is my source. Right up until they fire you. Right up until your business closes. Right up until you're in transition. And see, the reason, I'll hit this one more time, the reason God says daily is he doesn't want to talk to you once a year. Some of us only talk to him when the business closes. Lord, I need a miracle. I cry out for that miracle, but can I just tell you that when you've been praying, Lord, give me this day. What do I do today? I'm addicted to whatever. Lord, what, what programs are out there? There's programs out there, but I, I'm going to tell you right now, if you'll start by just saying, Lord, give me today, right here. And then I'll take that next step. Lord, give me today, right here. And then I'll take that next step. And for some reason, you wake up and 365 days have gone by, and you've made it. Because you're trusting God one day. You know, we always hear that saying, one day at a time, we say it, but it's time to pray it. I trust you, Lord. Give us this day. Give me this day. But there's not only that natural provision, because he wants to meet our natural needs. So if, if it's finances, if it's relationships, all that, I'm telling you, God will meet our needs according to his riches and glory. 
but I, I want you to understand that there's also a spiritual dynamic there. When we talk about the bread, the manna, if you go to John chapter 6, in that entire passage, Jesus feeds the 5,000. And very quickly, that story, there's a massive amount of people, and the disciples are saying, Jesus, we've got to send them away because we don't have the natural capacity to feed them. And Jesus says, don't send them away, you feed them. Now, a couple things here real quick. <clears throat> My Lord, maybe I should have set the praise team down. A couple of things very quickly. God has already called us as a church to supernaturally feed the world, but not with the bread of the world, with the bread of life. And I'm sure there are times for us that just like the disciples, when Jesus says, you feed them, I'm sure the disciples were like, he has lost it now. I believe he's the Messiah, but maybe not right now. But what does Jesus say? Bring me what you have. Bring me what you do have. See, some of us don't try because we don't think we have a lot. If you'll just give him what you have, because what happened? He began to break the fish. He began to break the bread. And he just gave it to the disciples, and they just kept passing it out and passing it out and passing it out. And after a while, listen, we're just like the disciples. After a while, I'm sure the disciples were even walking around. Yeah, we knew he could. You need to trust him. We were sure about this. We didn't have any questions. Do you have any questions now? But it's not about arrogance. It's about, because what was Jesus trying to show them? you got to trust me. Trust me. If I tell you something, I can do it. If I tell you, it can happen. But you've got to trust me. Why? Because we run off and try to do it ourselves. And we live in a cycle of, it's never going to work. And we start to convince ourselves that we have given it to God and it's just not going to work. Well, what happened? They, they, the disciples get in the boat. Jesus sends them to the other side. He goes and prays, but then he finds himself on the other side himself. And they say, how did you get here? And they get into this conversation about what the bread meant. And Jesus said, listen, you ate the bread. You say you ate the bread that Moses gave you, but let me stop you there for a second. Moses didn't give you that bread. God gave you that bread. Don't confuse the vessel with God. God gave you, your fathers, that bread to eat. He said, now, the bread God has given you is the bread of life. In other words, there's another bread. And then the, the, the people said, well, we want some of that bread. And I, I love the word here because there's many times Jesus has a sense of humor. I, I firmly believe that God has a sense of humor. And I have to believe that when they asked that question, he had to be thinking, oh, brother, they really are worse off than I thought. Because when they were saying, please, we want the bread of life, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And whoever believes on me, listen, will never be hungry or never be thirsty. Now, what is, what is he saying there? There's a spiritual dynamic, because he's not talking about physical bread there, even though he will meet our physical needs. Even this morning, sitting in the room this morning, 
there's, there's several stories that could be told about how we were praying for things and praying for an open door or praying for finances and, and God just answered. But there's a spiritual dynamic at play too. What is that spiritual dynamic at play? What does it also speak to? When Jesus Christ is the bread of life, we have to trust him. But in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was being tempted by the enemy and he said, it's, it's not... You will not be able to survive on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And Jesus was quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 8. Now I say that because it's the word of God. Remember this morning, we talked about building your life on the word or just emotionalism. You'll get emotional when you see the word come alive. How do I build my life on the word? You ready? Start reading it. Start reading it. Start reading it and, and praying through it and, and just saying, God, what are you saying to me right now? Just, just speaking it and writing it out. And when people say, well, John, I'm, I'm not really a writer. I'm not really a reader. You're not hungry yet. Um, I, I, know, I know what you mean by maybe you're not a good reader but we live in the 21st century you can listen to the word of God all day long get the word of God and just listen to it listen to what God is saying even as Emily was reading those scriptures to us this morning it was reminding us of the power of God and the promises of God and he will never fail us so what am I saying ask ask what Lord give us this day we're coming to you this day, our daily bread. This last week, and just transparency, um, about two weeks ago, you know, we've always had AC and heat problems. A facility this large, and if you don't know how large the facility is, it's about 18,000 square feet. Got a whole two-story building behind us. And so we have um, a lot of AC units. And the gentleman that's been helping us work on it over the last few years, um, uh, almost all of our units, uh, three units have been replaced, and it was just a miracle that we were able to replace those. And he always donates his time. Um, but, but most of the time, it's duct tape and prayer. So about two weeks ago, this unit right in the hallway here has been giving us a lot of problems, and another unit in the back building, two five-ton units, and he said, John, we got, they've got to be replaced. Now, this is not poor-mouthing, not poor, this is just reality. This is, here we are, we got to eat. Okay, Jesus, well, maybe we should just send them away. No, feed them. Um, the, the church is at a place where there's a lot of strong givers um, and this isn't about proving your faith by your amount of giving it's, it's another area God says that we can test him is in our giving now listen guys this isn't about this isn't about trying to win God over he's saying test me I'll prove that you can trust me but if you don't trust me, you'll never know. 
I can do more with your six days of work than you can with your seven. I can do more with your 90% than you can do with your 100% of your paycheck. But you've got to trust me. Now, why am I saying that? Because money's been very tight here. Uh, tight isn't even the word. It's just the best one I can come up with now. Money's been tight. I'm not poor mouthing. I don't, I'm stopped trusting you. I trust God. I'm just asking you to trust God. Now, why am I saying this? I was sitting in my office this last week praying. But, but now what I call praying sometimes is really complaining. Sometimes my prayers are more like, oh, God, why? In the name of Jesus, why? Lord, touch our people. Bless our people. Wake somebody up in the name of Jesus. Lord, come on, Lord. You know our AC issues. You know what we're going through. And as a matter of fact, John had just left telling me those have to be replaced. No, if you want air, you better hope it stays cold for a couple of weeks. And I really have been praying for that too. That's why it's just cold enough outside that we don't need an air conditioning. But here's what God spoke to me. Ready? John, I, I haven't left the room. You don't even have to yell. And I'm like, Lord, you know our need. And here's what he said. But you haven't asked. You've complained for 25 minutes. But you haven't asked me one time. And I said, but I've been doing a series on this, Jesus. I know what I'm, Lord, I know I've been, our Father who art in heaven, and it hit me, give us this day. You know what that means? Every day he wants to have a conversation where his child, not an intellectual, because when we get too intellectual, when we get too educated, we don't think we're supposed to ask. We've got the answers. That's why Jesus said, let the children come. If you want to get into the kingdom of heaven, come like a baby. Come like a child. Why? Because a child believes daddy can do it. He said, you haven't asked me. And it may sound silly, but in a very humble way, I just said, Lord, forgive me. Would you please give us some air conditioners? And I wish I could tell you my faith was soaring. But he was just teaching me a lesson. Uh, yesterday, uh, or day before yesterday, we were getting ready for flow, Saturday. And John Fantasia called. And there's a company here that if they're tearing down buildings or tearing some, tearing some buildings down, John will go over there and pick up AC parts. And he called me yesterday and he said, you won't believe it. I've got two five-ton units. And I've even got a three-ton unit for the daycare. He said, I might need some help. This guy's in his 70s, all right? He said, I might need some help hauling it over there. I said, you'll get the help, brother. <laughs> you'll get the help. And now, now please listen. listen. John, um, he's, he's Catholic. But he's not been to Mass in forever. He even told me one time, he said he really doesn't even want to come over here on Sundays because he knows we're here, but he knows that we're having church. And, and he's not comfortable being in church. It's just awkward for him. But here's what he also believes. And this was, it didn't insult me, it challenged me. 
he said, Pastor, you don't understand. The reason I do all this work and I do as much of it as I can for free and, and, and I'll go and scrap and get parts wherever I can, he said, because I know, I know God's going to bless me for doing this work for the church. See, that's, now listen, hold on. That's, that's good. That's why we had the, that's why we had the um, Martin Luther and the whole, because a good Catholic will think I can earn my way in. If I work hard enough for the church and if I get a lot of good things done, first of all, I want to say we just need a lot more good Catholics. Okay? But it's not because you can earn your way into heaven. It's because they're not afraid of work. Sorry, I'll raise two hands on that. They're not afraid of good hard work. But here's the thing that challenged me. He said, Pastor, I knew God was going to help me find them. He knew God. He doesn't even like to come to church, but he knew God, and I was complaining to God. So when he called me, I told him, I said, thank you, John. And, and believe me, he's a great man, but he even started crying. Because he said, I can't wait to go. I'm going to the daycare. I'm going to tell your wife right now, I've got an AC unit for the daycare team. Why? Because... Here's a man that doesn't even come to the four walls of a building who says, I believe God can. I'm, I'm asking you this morning, what are you facing? Because see, God, God wants to give a, he just wants to drop a word. We don't make it by bread alone. It's not a physical bread we need every day. God provides those things. What we need is every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I need to hear his voice in my life every day. And I believe God has a word for you guys this morning. It might be never give up. It might be depend on me. It might be be satisfied today. Listen, it may be be faithful with what I gave you today. It may be what's that in your hand? Will you be faithful with that? But I believe God wants to, to answer some prayers this morning. So through this season of prayer and fasting, and, and let's all stand. If you don't stand, I won't close. I believe that through this season we've been moving through, it, it's more than just finding out, okay, God, it's January. I need a new vision for my life this year. No, God's got a plan. It's when we become sensitive enough to not just see it, but to trust him. To trust him. What is it that you're trusting God for? Is it, is it a relationship? Don't beat yourself up over what's happened. Start trusting God for what can be. Is it, is it things in your life haven't turned out the way they planned? Listen, guys, nothing will turn out the way we planned. Because nine times out of ten, we planned it with a selfish heart. But I promise you, he can turn it around. God can cause all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And if I can paraphrase, who are a part of his kingdom, saying, thy will be done. Give us what we need today, Lord. If you were, if you were to fill in that blank, what would it be? Lord, give me this today. Lord, as I'm listening to your spirit, I need this today. 
don't, don't try to make it small because you don't think it will happen or don't try to make it so big because you just want to hurry up and pray and get out of here. One of the biggest mistakes the church has made is equating the greatness of God with prosperity. God will prosper you, but it's not a prosperity gospel we're talking about. He is not Jehovah prosperity. He is not Jehovah poverty. He is Jehovah Jireh provider. Now, depending on your need, he'll provide. Depending on your circumstances, that's why as, as long as God can get something through you, he'll get it to you. If, if you're not holding on to the manna, we're going to pray. I got a lot of good stuff. See, when you hold on to manna, it rots. When you don't trust God with what you've got, it, it will rot. When you don't trust God with your life, you will rot. That's why you can live in a mansion and be miserable. You can have a full bank account and be broken. But it's also amazing how you can almost feel like you have nothing, but you have everything in Christ Jesus. Whatever you're walking through this morning, I promise you, you have a father who wants to walk in relationship with you. Amen? I'm going to pray. And I, I, once again, our prayer teams are going to come. I'm not trying to coerce anyone. But before we dismiss this morning, I just want to invite you to come and pray. Uh, maybe it's just gathering in circles where you are or coming down and gathering in circles. Once again, it's not, it's not if you need prayer. I know we need prayer. It's will we ask. Will we ask. Amen? prayer teams if you'll please come father in the name of jesus christ god i pray that the simplicity of this message today lord it's, it's more of knowing that you're up to something in our hearts lord it's more of understanding that you are doing something among us Lord, I just pray that, that you would, in your sovereign will, begin to let us know one by one, one by one, that issue in their life, you will provide. That healing, you will provide. Now, Lord, this is boldness on many of our parts because, Lord, it seems so grandiose, but God, help us to understand you are the God that makes a way where there seems to be no way. You were the God, Lord, that that raised up your son, Jesus Christ, on the third day. Nothing is impossible for you. So, Lord, I pray that as we call out to you this morning, that you would show yourself mighty on behalf of your children. Lord, it could be that some are just being ushered into the kingdom this morning. Father, no greater miracle, and we pray for that, Lord. Give us this day our daily bread, where we just fill in the blank. It's not about how much we can get. It's about how much you've given us. We pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The praise team is going to sing, and I just want us to come for prayer. Whatever the need is, just come. We want to pray with you before we dismiss. If you'll be so kind, if you don't come, just, just spend time in prayer. Prayer for those, pray for those that are coming forth, and, and we'll be dismissed in just a moment. Amen.
Thank you for listening to today's message. If you want to hear more, you can find our entire archive on our website at graceriverva.com. Also, if this message has touched you in any way, we would love to connect with you. Do this by filling out a connection card at graceriverva.com connect. From all of us at Grace River Church, have a blessed day.